So sacredness and sensuality and masculinity. These are things um, we don't often hear about or have safe places to discuss them and explore them. And we're living in a time now in 2020 where so many of societies, so, mu so much of society's fabric is crumbling. And we have to get to a place of starting to unpack and recognize what the ills are so that we can move into a place of renewing and renewal. And a big part of that comes from our understanding of gender and of masculinity as well as femininity but especially um, masculinity um, here because we have been living in a society dominated by this sort of masculine paradigm. And that doesn't mean that we have to look at men and point fingers and say, you cause this and you know, you're, you're the source of the problem and, and let men carry all this guilt and shame. Um, that's not really helpful for men to be carrying that. Obviously, for white men who have experienced a level of privilege, there needs to be a learning process and there needs to be growth. Um, there needs to be um, a dissolution of the ego because the ego may have been formed from and exists within a framework where white men have um, a lot of privilege and ease uh, when it comes to accomplishing things and getting respect and having success. Uh, it just naturally has come as a source of entitlement because when you look in history books and when you look at politicians when you look at church leaders, a lot of times you see white men. When you look at finan financial matters, who's, you know, who's carrying most of the money? It's white men. So we have to start to think about what masculinity is and how to understand it in a way that's healthy as we move into an era with more equity and a deeper understanding of gender, of sexuality, of what it means to be whole, of what it means to um, respect people regardless of their race, their gender, um, their socioeconomic status and things like that. But in the text from Osho, who is um, a mystic, a contemporary mystic, um, he speaks about men in what now, Adam, and takes these questions about Adam and Eve and these sort of ancient scriptures that we've been reading and that have been informing us oftentimes from a young age about what truth is, um, the way men and women function, 
And there are these seeds planted about what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, um, some of the ills that we carry due to our sex. And he starts exploring these questions and asking men, particularly in this text and in some of the other works that he's written, to open up to a new understanding and a new way of thinking about masculinity that is changing um, and that also is rooted in this American scheme, this American paradigm, this sense of democracy rooted in economics and capitalism and domination. Um, and he doesn't say this outright, I'm saying it which is that if you really look at America, despite the fact that it has these, or, these ideals, I almost said ordeals, which is true too, but despite the fact that it has these ideals of equity, religious freedom, and things like that, it is a country built on genocide and slavery, the genocide of Native American peoples and the slavery of Africans. And the way that America became rich and wealthy and prosperous, um, the way that America essentially became what we would label as free, doesn't mean it's actually free, but um, is really rooted in the extermination of people who are seen as less than and have been marginalized and continue to be. And so when you have a country rooted in that trauma and that has elevated um, capitalism and money-making above the dignity of human life, then it's clear that at some point there is going to be a reckoning. Um, and there needs to be a dissolution of the old and a recreation of a new, more powerful and sustainable way that does not cause the destruction of other people to the extent that we've seen it so far. I mean, not, it's not that there won't be people who suffer in different ways on the path to a new beginning but it does mean that we have to hold fast to that dream of a society where we have peace and equity and respect and dignity for all human beings and also nature, which we really struggle with in America now. So Osho shares um, a little tidbit that I just wanna share here and then kind of move on allowing you to have some time to think about this topic of masculinity as it relates to the American man and how we might begin to unpack that, understand that, and start to create a new framework as we go forward into a new era. He says, a certain mind has come into existence, the American mind. This is something new in the history of humanity. The American mind, and it is for the first time in the whole history of man that such a mind has existed, 
is the most trained in dealing with the world. American society is the first society in human history which is dominated by the businessman, hence its success. No society has ever been dominated by the businessman. In India, it was the scholar, the Brahmin, the professor, the pundit who dominated. In England, in England, it was the aristocrats, as it was in the rest of Europe. In Japan, it was the warriors, the samurai who dominated. Never before and nowhere else has the businessman dominated. The American society and culture are based on the mind of the businessman. So what happens when you have a culture rooted in and based on the businessman and rooted in and based on how to make money and succeed in that way is that anybody who doesn't fit into that framework or doesn't operate from that place feels as though they're not um, fitting in, they're cut off from the center somehow, they're cut off from the root. Um, and also when you, when you come into an era such as we've come into with the age of Aquarius and just a, an era and time of spiritual evolution when spiritual evolution needs to happen and we are required to grow in that way, we have to come into conflict with these concepts of money and how money plays a role in our lives, but can't be the foundation from which we act in all things. We have to see it as part of our lives, as a resource, but not the center and the ground. The ground has to be this spiritual rootedness, this concept of the divine, or, or what you might just call love, and then money is a way of sharing that and expressing that. But a lot of men have been pained and still continue to suffer from a sense that because they're perhaps not the businessman or because um, they operate from an emotional place or a creative place, um, that they are not measuring up as a man because they're operating in a way that might be deemed by some to be feminine and the feminine seems to be uh, more aligned with um, the absence of this money root. And so even when we think we've gotten past some of these age-old belief systems, um, when we start to dig deep and really unpack and look inward, we start to see that we're functioning according to that old paradigm that's very, very hard to overturn. And it's causing us suffering, especially when it comes to relationships. Um, and obviously there are different forms of relationships. Um, 
there's homosexual relationships, there's transgender types of relationships, and then there's heterosexual relationships. But even when it comes to same-sex relationships, these typical paradigms of sexuality, of masculinity and femininity come into play. And we have to make peace with them and start to um, understand what those different energies mean, how to experience them within ourselves and have a healthy understanding and flow with them and not let the ancestors and the old paradigms and the old systems that are fluctuating impact our sense of how we should behave when it comes to loving relationships, especially as that intersects with questions of money. So it can be quite tricky, um, but as we do the work on our spiritual selves, which a lot of men do not feel like they have safe spaces to explore that, but as we do the, the work on our spiritual selves and we start to go deeper and we start to form communities that are safe and accepting and embracing of the many facets that we hold within us and that are encouraging and supporting of us as we venture down new paths and new territories maybe that are unexplored, then we can start to dissolve some of those old tired frameworks and enter into a place that is really spacious and open and encompassing and that invites gratitude and invites peace and love and welcoming and happiness and all the things that we always wanted um, but maybe we're too afraid to start to crack into and fully explore. <laughs>